everyone. Welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstow. And I'm Emerson Lipsoy. So, Sophia is babysitting. She's making a lot of cash, and Hannah was not feeling well. She and I, like, we went on a camping trip last night and ate a bunch of um, junk food, and then she threw up this afternoon. So, she could not make it, and neither could Sophia. So, um, yeah, that's why they're not here. And anyway, before we now... Before we start, we have some exciting news. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant. Yay. That's exciting. Um, Yeah, actually, that really happened like two weeks ago, but last episode, I forgot to say it. So we're just a little delayed, but that happened. She, Emerson, do you have anything to say say about Jennifer Lawrence being pregnant? Good for her, I guess. I'm really excited. Um... Because it just so happens that her baby's due date might come around the time that my birthday is, like, in the general vicinity. And so, who knows? Maybe we could both have the same birthday. And that would be amazing. I would be so happy. Yeah. Alrighty. So. Um, so, we're reading three chapters this week because we're going to get to the end of the section, which is very exciting. Then we'll be two thirds of the way through catching fire, which is ridiculous. We have to start planning our party again. I have to set a date for that anyway. Okay. So, um, yeah, chapter 16, 17, and 18. These are some of my favorite chapters of catching fire. So yeah, let's get into it. Chapter 16 summary. Candace is in shock after seeing Darius and goes into her room. At dinner, she purposely knocks over the peas and has a moment with him. They watch the recap of the parade, then go to bed. She's another scary nightmare and sleeps in on purpose. Then it's time for the training center. Hamish tells them this year they need to make allies. She splits up with Peta and talks to a bunch of different tributes, especially the tributes from District 3. They all eat together, and then she trains some more. The next couple days, they train even more before it's time for individual sessions. Katniss hangs a dummy of Seneca Crane. Yeah. So, first of all, we're right on... This is, like, right after she sees that Darius is an A-box. Um, and, like, he didn't... Like, it's just... We kind of touched on this already last week. But, like, once again, like, he didn't do much to deserve that fate. Like, he was just, like, trying to be nice. And then he got punished for it. And it's nice that him and Katniss, like, get the moment when they're both picking up the peas to, like... like I don't know have a moment to just like I don't know connect but it's still just like sad because he didn't do anything and like yeah I was emotionally attached to Darius and yeah so yeah so it was Katniss Katniss was also emotionally attached to Darius yeah okay um another thing so is this the parade okay so they're watching the parade I mean like I said before it sucks that like there are so many old people competing because like first of all it's Katniss and Peta get an advantage obviously which is good but then like if you're the old person like you've already had a hard enough time like surviving the games once and then having to deal with that your whole life and then you have to lose your last shreds of dignity by being dressed up paraded around and then eventually killed for entertainment like that's such a bad way to go and I feel like the capital does not have much respect for like elders or any of that. I feel like it's very like 
young like young and pretty faces or like what they like so they are not really into the whole like respect your elders thing of course president snow was like 80 years old so yeah he's really old he's very old yeah so i don't know but it's just it's sad like i would not want to go that way but at this i don't know i don't know whatever yeah so Effie's, like, all sad and everything, and honestly, she just needs to get over herself. Like, I love Effie and everything, but you're not the one dying, hon. Like, Katniss and Peta are, so stop crying and start supporting them. Yeah. Yeah, people. Yeah, it's just, like, oh my, like, yeah, Effie had this problem, all of her prep team had this problem, but, like, no one in District 12 has this problem. So... It's irritating. Well, I'm, I'm just not like, that she knows them. They probably are having this problem. Yeah, but Which like not in front of her. Mom. But like not in front of her. Right. Like Prim and her mom, like Katniss was crying, and then they were comforting comforting her compared to like yeah. the other around. So yeah. Okay. So th- I feel like this dream, this one with like I think it's with the tongues, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the one with like the tongues and Finnick and President Snow and like blood and whatever. And I think this is definitely the scariest dream so far, because it's like not just like ooh a big rat is chasing me. It's like very psychological. Um. And so yeah, this is just another level of creepy. So. Yeah. This I think this is the scariest one so far. What do you think? Oh, probably. Yeah. I feel like I give this dream a 9 out of 10. On the scary, on the scary level. Scale. Scary scale. What would you give it? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. There, okay. were, there, were, there were some dead bodies in my dream last night. So. Oh, no. Why? Because it was about pirates. And um, the pirates, they, like, they came to this place and they killed a bunch of people. I'm so. so- yeah. But I survived, so that's... That's good. Oh, and the... I saved the princess or something like that. Ooh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Good. Okay, so I wish I could just order breakfast and it would just, like, come immediately in, like, a snap. Like, literally. Why must I go down all the stairs, take the effort to, like, open the fridge, look inside, hoping, and then see that there's no food, and then just go back upstairs? Uh-huh. On your birthday, you should ask for that. You should for ask. Just, for you, a machine? Yeah. for Just to make machine. me food. Yeah. It makes me think of, like, um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. How it just, like, takes the water and converts it into food in, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, I need one of those things, but, like, it shouldn't turn evil and, like, try to destroy the world. That was the most unrealistic movie premise. Well, uh, yeah, but it was... But it was good. I love that movie. Flintlock mood. You are a shenaniganizer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the real star of that movie was the police officer. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the whole thing where he gave her a jello scrunchie. Yeah. I was like, what are you? T-? Whatever. <laughs> That's the whole thing. This is this is not what that podcast, this podcast is about. We should just have a movie podcast. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, recipe alert, page 15. Apocalyptic Eggs Benedict. An extremely rich rich dish 
Eggs Benedict is likely to be enjoyed by many inhabitants of the capital. So it stands to reason that when Katniss orders eggs for herself before before training for the quarter quell, her simple request for eggs would be met by this lavish dish. The speed which, oh my god, the speed with which the eggs appear for Katniss can't help but make you think of the work that goes into finding food in the seam and the wastefulness of the capital. It's not a coincidence that wastefulness is what you think about right before Katniss heads out to the quell. Would you eat these? Would you eat the eggs, Benedict? Uh, yes. I think I would too. Like, some days I'm not in the mood for eggs, but I feel like overall, like, this sounds good, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree. Sometimes I don't really feel like eggs, but... Yeah. I feel like this would also be super fun to eat, like, on a day before school where you can just have, like, a really nice breakfast. No. Yeah. Okay, Emerson, you can read the next recipe alert if you wish. I will. Okay. It's right next. It's the next Oh, one. it's right. Okay, I see. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, um, you're recipe good. Recipe alert, page 16. Ta- trash taters in catching fire katniss must battle more dread and trial than she does in the hunger games um before meeting the other experienced tributes um during training katniss orders a sorry i'm sitting like really far away from no you're good you're good katniss orders a smorgasbord of breakfast choices including these trash taters, which are made with unrefined ingredients to remind Katniss of her own humble beginnings while her emotional and physical warming up for her tri- for the trials ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That was def- that was super good. <laughs> Thanks. I would definitely... Are these going to be like tater tots? Oh, probably. That's what I would assume they were like. I love tater tots, so I would definitely eat these. I love tater tots. Like, with a... Oh, they're so good. Yeah, I would eat these. Would you eat them? Yes. Although, like, the name Trash Taters is very off-putting. But... Yeah, so is the apocalypse. Well, I mean, because, like, she orders this food in the capital, so it's like... Yeah. Does it make sense that it would be called something like that? But I guess. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, so this just warms my heart that Hamish is wearing a gold bracelet to show that they're a team. Um, I just love it because it's like he's still supporting them. Um, I wonder what PETA's thing is. JK, JK, I know. But what do you think it is, Emerson? What do you think PETA's gold item is going to be? Yeah, there's a lot of options for what it could be. Yeah, like, it could, I don't know, maybe, like, a ring. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe without a voice aspect. Because, like, doesn't, I mean. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because it would probably be his token into the arena then. Because last year we never learned what his token was. Maybe he didn't have a token last year. Yeah, maybe. That's sad, though. Maybe but this his baker's hat, but he just didn't wear it. He didn't wear it at all. He kept it secret. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So would you would you want to make friends with the other tributes? I cannot decide. Yeah. 
would you like but if you were Katniss and you didn't have any idea that this was a book and that you were a fictional character if you were Katniss (laughs) would you want to make friends with the other tributes Mm. well if I were Katniss yeah I would probably well if I were Katniss I would like wait and try and like observe them first and like see who's the most trustworthy and then try and like make allies the tributes that I think would be the most helpful to me and would not try and stab me in the back yeah I have a habit of either when I'm in a big social group either being very like energetic and open like talking a lot like making friends with everyone or I sort of just like go and do my own thing so I feel like this could go either way where either I become friends with like all of these tributes or I just like hide in the corner and then Peter does the work for me I was so be the person who hides in the corner yeah I just I don't know it could go either way so not quite sure um, so we learned that Enobaria, Enobaria, Enobaria. I'm gonna say Enobaria. Okay. So, y- listeners, you can tell us if we're wrong, but I really don't care. Um, so she rips out someone's throat with her teeth in her games, and that's why she's famous, like for that. And then she gets gold, pointy, like vampire teeth. I do not know how to comment on this or like what to say about that it's a little gross yeah like that she just gets these cold vampires but like in the spirit of halloween which i am very excited about yeah like very excited yeah okay cool (laughs) like it's really awesome yeah i feel like you could probably what if every day were Halloween, I would probably be a much happier person. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it, like, wouldn't it become a thing where, like, it would stop being special? Um, also, you'd lose so much money buying a new costume every day. True. Maybe, like, if Halloween were on the end of every month. Yeah, I think there should be... Yes, I think that's a good idea. Okay, we can start doing that, you know? Sure, maybe. Let's let's start the thirty the last day of every month, dressing up as like a book character that's obscure. So like no it wouldn't be like, oh, we're gonna be a cat, so it wouldn't be obvious, but like we could dress up as Velma from Scooby Doo, but like it wouldn't be obvious, you know? I say we do it. I'm in. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know, yeah. I'm in. I'm gonna do it. Whether or not you agree to do it. Like, you could be, like, Nancy Drew and just, like, wear an old-fashioned skirt and stuff. Or I could be, like, Annabeth Chase. Or, you know, like, obscure characters, like, that are pretty normal, but, like, you could... They're still kind of iconic. Anyway. Or something like that, but, like... Yeah, because I feel like I would not have the courage to, like, wear an actual, like, costume to school. But also, like... I don't like, I don't just like Halloween because of the costumes. Like, there's other reasons I like Halloween. Oh, why, why else do you like it? Let's really well, get into here. Uh, I like the mood, the, like, kind of spooky, like, yeah. 
spookiness. Yeah. Like, not necessarily, because I don't really like horror movies or anything like that. Oh, same, like, neither. I, I like the, I like Halloween because it's kind of, like, spooky, but it's not scary. Yes. I feel that. Feel, oh my god. Sorry, I'm writing down Halloween. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out how to spell it with, is it either one L or two L's, but I think it's two L's. It's two L's. Sorry, I just was like, how do we, yeah, anyway. Um, I agree. I love Halloween. I think it's, like, my second favorite holiday. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I just, like, like, first, like, getting to, getting an excuse to have candy. Last year, um, we, after trick-or-treating or whatever, and after we had eaten most of our candy, we, we played poker with the, like, leftover. (laughs) We played. Oh, my God. It was so much. Okay, I have to have a discussion with yeah. you about this afterwards, but that, I want to talk more about this, but now is not the time to do so. Maybe it'll go in a bloopers episode. You can hear more about our discussion about Halloween. Um, anyway, so I feel like the tributes, because they say that like only half of the tributes actually show up to training, and I feel like the tributes being cocky and like not showing up will be good, because it gives Katniss and Peeta an advantage like that a lot of them are choosing not to train anymore. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's nice that Katniss, like, knows the person who was in charge of the not training station and, like, um, wait, the person in charge of the not tying station. Because, um, like, I don't know. It's nice that, like, she sees a familiar face. It's like when you go to school and you, like, see an old teacher in the hallway. Or you, like, go to school and then you have an old teacher, but, like, again, for a different class. And you're like, hey, how's it going, you know? Well, yeah, that's that's how it works in, like, like electives or whatever, having the same Yeah, teacher, it's like, like, yeah. If you take the same elective, you'll probably have the same teacher. But, like, yeah. in high school, it's a little different than middle school because yeah. um, classes, because teachers can teach any grade instead of just, because in middle school, or at least, because we went to different middle schools, my middle school, it was that, you're an eighth grade English teacher. Yes. Not, like you're an eighth grade English teacher or you're a seventh grade English teacher. You couldn't teach. Either. Yeah, you can't have overlap. Yeah, well, I like it. All right. So, on a somewhat unrelated note about Finnick, um, so every as everyone knows, I, Hannah, and I swim. Um, and there's this boy at swimming. His name is Finn. Hi, Finn. Um, shout out to my friend Finn. Anyway, I swear he is Finnick reincarnated. Like, I I you will mean from a different from like universe, the... yes. or like maybe he is like he's Finnick basically. Like he is stupid fast, like unnecessarily fast, like bragging fast, like in the like when he's swimming, and he's like this, like he's like the magnetic personality that like is Finnick's big thing, where everyone's like so drawn to him, and. Um, I will stand by this theory that he is Finnick until the day I die. Literally, in my phone, his profile picture is a picture of Finnick. Wow. Like, he is Finnick. And, like, his name is Finn. Like, literally, what else do I need to say? So, Hannah knows. If Hannah was here, she would know what I'm talking about. We can, I, well, I'll probably bring this up more. Because, like, the second I met him, I was like, oh, my God, he's Finnick. I was like, this Did is you crazy. Count that? Were you like, yeah, oh I gosh, was like, you're Finnick. Hey, Finn, you're Finnick. Like, 
and, and how I, did he react to that? Honestly, I just think he thought that I was insane, but <laughs> um, yeah, and like sometimes I'll accidentally call him Finnick, or like in my head I'll be like Finnick instead of Finn. But <laughs> yeah, he is Finnick. I want to see what he has to say about this. Once I swim with him again, I'll ask him to record a thing saying what he thinks about it. Maybe. But yeah, he is Finnick. If Hannah was here, she could comment on this and be a second opinion. But you have no idea. But anyway, he is Finnick. So if we, if you, if our listeners have anyone who they think is a character from the Hunger Games, like this person is Katniss, I want to hear about it. Because I think they exist in the real world. Which means there's a PETA out there. All right. Yeah. Emerson, do you have anything to say about that? Um, I think that I don't know this person. <laughs> That's if a good I point. Did, I would probably have an opinion, but for now, I'll just yes. listen to yours. Yeah, it is actually like it was a whole thing because when we were starting it like so we swam and this was like right when my hunger games obsession was starting but before we started podcasting and like this was when I had the idea for a podcast and so I was considering like who would be good for my podcast and so I knew I wanted to have Hannah on it and then I was gonna have you because like we walked together and everything but I wasn't sure about Sophia so I was like well maybe I'll ask Finn because I know he likes the hunger games he's team PETA we had a whole bonding experience about it anyway um so I almost asked him to be our fourth host instead of Sophia. Also, so we'd like a more mix of like male and female. But anyway. Yeah, that's Finn. As Finnick. So Joanna is wrestling naked. Um, and she's just like doing it, obviously. Like I said before, this batch of tributes is so odd. Like, it, it just, like, I don't even know what to say about them. They're just so different than like Katniss's previous year so it's just like very that's probably because they like they were all part of the Hunger Games before and so like yeah yeah they like they like you know they're all they're all in some way affected yes yeah yeah it's just they're so weird and like One other thing I'd like to say, Hannah doesn't really fit the personality of Joanna. I just like to think of her as Joanna because, like, Joanna and Hannah, their names are, like, very similar. So, yeah. Another thing. Hannah is Joanna. All right. Um, Wyrus and BT, who we are introduced to that we did not know before, um, they just seem, like, really nice, down-to-earth people. Um, Like, they seem just, like, so normal, like not necessarily, okay, not necessarily normal, but they seem less intense compared to some of the other tributes. And I love that Katniss is just organizing her band of misfit friends and like she's going to have all these weird people that she's going to want as allies compared to like, I want the career. She's going to be like, I want all these weird technical people who are small and can't fight. Um, well, small and can't fight isn't necessarily a bad thing. I know, but in the Hunger Games, um, if you have too many of them, you still need some people that can fight. Otherwise, then it's a good thing Katniss and people can fight. Yeah, it's a good thing. Otherwise, they'd be pretty screwed over right now. 
Well, All right. strategy is probably more important. Well, it's not more important. It's probably equally as important. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm pulling in my chair because I just leaned back and now I can't reach my computer. Okay. Oh, but I like them. They seem pretty chill. So, yeah. It's my turn to read a recipe alert. Recipe alert, page 135. Plutarch Heavensby's Roast Wild Turkey. Plutarch Heavensby enjoys a turkey leg while watching the tributes of the, of the 75th Hunger Games train for battle. Now that he's the powerful new head gameskeeper, it's no wonder that Plutarch is depicted eating a turkey, a bird that represents prosperity and abundance. Would you eat? Oh, yeah, you're a vegetarian. I would eat this. We, Emerson, does your family go to the Renaissance Fair? Um, we haven't gone in a while, and I really want to go, but we haven't gone in, like, two years. Yeah, we try to make a yearly thing out of it. I actually want to, like, go with my friends sometimes, so if you're ever interested, next year we could go. I'm absolutely interested. I want okay. to go with a friend this year, but then... I would love to go with you. I'm, like, a huge Renaissance... Anyway, so... At the Renaissance Fair, they sell, like, big turkey legs, and I love to just, like, eat one. Like, me and my dad will always share one, because he, like, I hate, like, sticking my face in it and just, like, taking a big bite. But, like, if he takes the big bite, then I can just, like, nibble the actual, like, good stuff, you know? So. Yeah. That's the system. But I feel like I would eat this. So, yeah. Well, um. This the food at Renaissance Fair is like really expensive. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I usually just like walk around, and I'm really tempted to always purchase like one of those really old fashioned dresses. But I don't go to the Renaissance Fair enough to like warrant owning it, justify owning it. So, yeah. Okay, so we learn more about force fields and like how they're kind of shimmery and everything. And it's interesting because force fields have been sort of a theme the last few chapters about we learned about them with Hamish's games and how he used the force field to his advantage yeah so that's interesting also if Hannah were here Hannah had the whole theory about like Katniss and Peta in the force field and the games I don't I don't quite remember what it was let me give me a second and I will find it it's uh, it's loading. The document is loading. Okay, okay. Still going. Okay. This is her words exactly as typed. Okay, I have another theory on how Peta and Katniss survive together. I think that Peta and Katniss will, will try to do the same thing that Hamish did with finding the end of the arena and find a way to get out and not get attacked, but I don't know. Maybe, or they will get down and flinged back at, like the rock. Guess we have to find out, or the game maker people trap them with fire and use their mean powers. TBD, because you know PETA was taking notes, so it's a possibility that they do the same thing that Hamish did. So, that's what H- Hannah wrote, exactly. Make of that what you will. But, I don't know. She's talking about, like, the force field. And the force field is, like, what made the rock bounce back, so. Yeah. All right. Um, Nuts and Bolts is BT and Wyrus's nickname. Um, this is an interesting nickname. I feel like it is meant as an insult. 
But I also think that, like, it could just be taken as, like, a cute nickname. I feel like together it's more cute. Like, if your nickname is just Nuts or, like, your nickname is just Volts, like, that's a little weird. But, like, Nuts and Volts, like, that's cute. So. <sighs> okay. I keep feeling this tension between Katniss and Peeta. And I don't like it. They need to become friends again. Like, they keep sort of, like... What? They keep, like, I was gonna say, if they keep it up like this, like, someone's gonna catch on. Yeah, someone's gonna notice that they're not happy together. And it's, like, they keep, like, being kind of passive-aggressive to each other. Because Peta said that whole thing about, like, how Joanna and Chaff, and they're all, like, sort of making fun of her because she's, like, so innocent. So... Um, Cecilia seems nice, but it's so sad that she has three kids. Like, we already said this, but just, like, having kids and then having to go into the games sucks. Like, that sucks so much. Yeah. Also, so her district partner, Woof, that's a weird name, um, seems totally out of it. Like, he has no idea what's going on. But I also feel like that's a good thing, because if he dies, which he he will like he's going to die like there's no way he doesn't die there's no way who doesn't die sorry you cut out first oh um woof cecilia's district partner because he's he's old and everything like you know like there's no way he like fights his way out of the arena so but like if he dies he won't really care because he has no idea what's going on so we are introduced to the district one tributes cashmere and gloss and Kashmir and Gloss are such weird names. Um, just so everyone knows, Kashmir is the girl, Gloss is the boy. Weird because yeah. Kashmir is like a it's a it's a material, it's like a fabric. Yeah, and then like gloss is I don't know, gloss is like a descriptive. I don't know. But yeah, they're weird names. They make me think of like shiny, sparkly clothing, so but I feel like they're very District 1 names. Or they actually kind of seem like capital names. Yeah, I'm surprised, but wait, there's like, isn't there like a District 8 is like the, the textile? And like... Yeah. The District for textile and like fabrics and something? Yeah. I know, so you'd well, think that cashmere would be, I don't know, maybe cashmere is like too expensive. I don't know. Whatever. Cashmere is really expensive. Yeah. So anyway, not... so... Oh, you go. Sorry. Um, I'm not sure how it's, like, supposed to be pronounced, like, in the book, but the fabric type is, like, pronounced cashmere. So rather than cashmere? Cashmere. Cash. Like, I suppose it's a fictional world, so it could be... <laughs> All right, we'll say cashmere. Okay. Um, so, also, Katniss talking to them, like, brings in a whole element about how she might be like talking and then eventually killing the mentors of tributes that she killed so that's really awkward like she might like who else did she kill she killed Cato. so like the people from district two who are they um enobaria and brutus like they could have been the mentor for Cato and clove yeah so like that's weird so yeah deep breath um i love mags she's a lady who's phoenix district partner and she just seems like this 
super sweet old lady that like doesn't mean anyone any harm and i just love her i do want to know how she won like because it's she must have won a long time ago yeah well i mean maybe it's something like like if like when she was in the games like she was just kind of like yeah she was like the same kind of like sweet person but then like so like everyone just kind of like forgot about her and yeah they were like focused on other people and then they like killed each other and they just kind of forgot all about her because they thought she was a threat yeah that's i would like it i would hope that she wasn't like a super like bloody person but i she must have won like one of the first 10 games to be like 80 years old now yeah and it's only the 74th hunger Games, so she must have won like the first or second hunger games so i am so proud of katniss for her bow and arrow skills because she like shows them off and everyone's in awe it brings me so much joy that so many people want her on their team it just makes me so happy because like everyone sort of i don't know it just feels like a way for like katniss to prove herself like I'm not just some lovey-dovey girl who's in love with PETA, like they think, but, like, I actually can really defend myself. Because even in the Hunger Games, like, what they saw, she didn't do a lot of, like, really, really expert shooting, except for a couple scenarios. So, this just shows how good she is, and, yeah. Also, in the first Hunger Games, she was, like, so humble about it, but now it's like, hun, you should not have been humble, like... You're really good. So. Yeah. Oh. Um, it seems so sweet that all of the victors are bonding. Um, but at the same time, this is a big problem because I don't it just like I, I can't. They're all like finally becoming friends and like getting to know each other and actually like care about each other. And Suzanne Collins is just setting me up so that everything is happy. And then it's not, and they have to go into the arena, and I hate it. I want them, like, to all just refuse to kill each other in the arena and pull, like, a Katniss and Peeta, but with everyone. And this would just make me so happy. So, yeah. Do you have anything to say about the victors bonding? Well, like, it would be nice if they found a way to, like, also, like, like rebel, but, like, also... Yeah. It's, like, we know at least some of them are going to die. Or so you think. Yeah. Um, so, ooh, um, we don't know what PETA did. We'll find out later. So that's exciting. And so Katniss, um, hangs up Seneca Crane. And, like, this is, like, a good, like, way to get the game maker's attention but i feel like she was not thinking in the long run because you don't like this is not this is not good especially because like no one outside of that room sees it so there's no point it's not like rallying the districts or anything it's just making powerful people mad at you so yeah that was chapter 16. Do you have anything to say about chapter 16? No, I think. All right. Oh, 
Chapter 17 The game makers are surprised after Katniss hangs Seneca Crane. After she leaves, Peta says he painted a picture of Rue. Hamish and Effie are not pleased. Both Katniss and Peta get scores of 12. They spend the whole next day relaxing on the roof, happy. For the interviews, Katniss is wearing her wedding dress. She notices the victors are doing everything to make the capital upset and stop the games. When it's her turn, during her interview time, she twirls and her dress transforms into a gray mockingjay. Into a what? Mockingjay? Sorry. Gray. Gray mockingjay. Gray. Interesting. Yeah. Did you read Emerson? Yes, I did. It's like, uh, okay. I imagined it more silver. Oh, yeah. Silvery gray. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. Into a silver mockingjay. Well, I also thought it was interesting that it was a silver mockingjay rather than a gold one yeah because her pin is gold yeah yeah but whatever whatever <gasps> okay i feel like silver is more canis's color i feel like gold is too flashy anyway we'll come back to this we'll discuss this at a later time so plutarch heavens be like there's a thing where it says like he crushes a peach like he's holding it and then he just like he's so surprised he like crushes it how do you crush a peach his hand must be so big like just squeeze it and like actually mush it yeah that just like impressed me i would love to see someone crush a peach <laughs> like with hands like i would love to try and crush a peach just like smush we have, we have nectarines at our house which is probably the same thing but like crushing the peach Crushing a nectarine would just, it would just be so squishy. Like do nectarines have, like, do nectarines have, like, a protective coating, like, oranges? Not, not as thick. They, it's, like, a thin. Because peaches don't have one. You don't have to peel a peach. Yeah. You don't have to peel a nectarine, either. Okay. Ne- I'm pretty sure nectarines and peaches are in, like, the same so I feel family or whatever. Do you think they're, like, the same size? Um, I have no idea. I don't eat a lot of fruit, so, like, I have no idea the size difference between nectarines and peaches. Emerson, you should bring a nectarine to school on Monday. Just for me to look at. I won't squish it, I promise. (laughs) Okay. Just so I can, like, hold it in my hand and see how big it would be. Okay. Just, like, you know? Just to see. Yeah. We could take a picture of my hand with a nectarine. Um, so I love Peta even more for this. He paints Rue. And I just, I love it so much. He did it because, like, he knows, first of all, how much she meant to Katniss. But also because he himself doesn't like the games and what they do to children. And it's just, like, it's so nice. It's, like, Peta could not have done a better way to show, like, where he's at with himself but like also where he's at with Katniss and they're like both on the same page so I want to see his drawing we do get to see it in the movie okay yeah yeah so yeah it's a real it's really pretty it's actually just look up let me look it up first and see if anything bad comes up Peta Rue drawing catching fire Oh yeah, here you can look it up. Look up 
Peter Rue drawing catching fire. Oops. Do you see it? It's loading. Oh. Well, it's really pretty. Okay. You're doing great, Emerson. It's my computer's fault. That's okay. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah. The second image that's like sort of tinted blue is the one from the actual movie. Yeah, but it's so pretty. How did he do that in like 15 minutes though? Like it looks so good. I yeah, could but probably do a painting of Rue in 20 minutes. I would love to see that. Try to paint Rue in 20 minutes. Okay, I'll do it afterwards. I'll All right. Send me the picture when you're done. Yeah, I I can send it and then I'll time myself too. All right. And just, like, stop the second the 20 minutes is up. Like, you don't get to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I love that, like, PETA, like, everyone's getting so mad at PETA. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Kainos is just like, this is, I guess this is a bad time to tell you I hung Seneca Crane. And, like, she just does it so randomly. And I feel like this is the way that I always spring bad news on people. I just, like, randomly insert it into the conversation. (laughs) I'm, like, not, like oh, I have some things to tell you. I'm just like, I killed someone. Like, that didn't actually happen. I've never killed anyone. But you know, like, I don't, this is just like how I tell people that something bad happened. So, it it was also just funny because everyone was like, what? So, yeah. So they both got scores of 12, which is not really good because everyone's going to hate them now. But, like, they still made history being the first two people to get scores of 12, so that's cool. Like, if you're going to die, at least you die in fame. Yeah, well, also... Like, famous. Well, they can be even more famous. I'm yeah, saying. because they also were the first people to be a double victory. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> true, well, they true. can be doubly famous. Double, double famous. Double famous. So, um, this plan of Katniss saving PETA as an act of defiance to start the rebellion, honestly, makes so much sense. Because, like, PETA's the perfect role to, like, be the spokesperson for the rebellion. And I hate to say it, but, like, Katniss is kind of right. She will help the rebellion more if she's dead. Because they can use her as a martyr. So, like, I don't want Katniss to die. I feel like this is a reasonable conclusion that I could be okay with after a certain amount of time. So I like that Catching Fire is letting there be so many different possibilities for how this book ends. Like we have Hannah's theory. We have the theory that this theory, we have the theory that none of the victors will, like the victors will refuse to kill each other. Like there's so many possibilities because everything's so unprecedented. What do you think will happen, Emerson, as of right now? Actually, wait, no, I'll ask you that at the end of the episode. 
that's a better idea. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of this? Like Katniss dying so Peta can help with the rebellion? Well, I mean Cause we technically there's no guarantee. Like we don't know that Katniss is in Mocking Jay. Well she probably is. So but, you like, think. Like, just saying. Yeah, Mocking Jay could be narrated narrated from Peta's perspective. Ooh, I just Sorry, just go on. What do you think of this? Well, I think Katniss um, is definitely, like, a good symbol. It's, like, a beacon of hope. But I think she could do it if... It, I think she could still be, you know, a beacon if she were also alive. Alive, yeah. Alive or dead, she could just... Yeah. Either way, she's going to be a beacon of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm literally dying... Katniss and Peta's time on the roof, like, okay, Katniss and Peta's relationship is so cute. Like, this time on the roof where they are just both content, like, it's just, it's so cute. And anyone who says, like, Katniss and Peta's relationship is not genuine, if, why would they be purposely spending a whole day together if they didn't genuinely care for each other? I think they do genuinely care for each other. Yeah, but but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people are, like, their main thing is, like, Katniss and Peeta don't actually like each other. Their relationship is fabricated from the Capitol. But if their relationship is fabricated from the Capitol, there are no cameras on right here. No one's going to know whether or not they spent a day together, but they're choosing to do it anyway. So, yeah. yeah. And it makes me sad that, like, if the rebellion hadn't happened and they both won, but everyone was just like, yep, they did it for love. Like, this could have been their life, just chilling in District 12. And I feel like this whole montage scene of them relaxing together is supposed to show what they're losing by being forced to go back in the arena. They're, like, losing these just peaceful days where they can just be themselves and spend time together. Sorry, that was, like, a really big rant about that, but... Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So... I love Katniss's prep team. Like, they really do care for Katniss. And this is what makes me so sad. Um, Like, because sometimes they've been a little sketchy and, like, not super supportive. But in the end, they were, like, supporting her in the way that they knew best. And I feel like more people care about Katniss and want her to do well than she knows. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's nice that she has all these people cheering for her and backing her up. Like, Cinna, Hamish, Effie, Portia, her, like, everyone in District 12, obviously, but then, like, her prep team, PETA, a lot of the districts, like, Bonnie and Twill, like, just, you know? Yeah. There's just, like, so many people, and I feel like she doesn't always see. It's, like, sometimes she feels like she's the only one who, like, cares about her and stuff, but... It's just nice that so many people do care. Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that's a good reason why, you know, all the tributes should, like, I guess kind of try and work together is because, like, yeah. To, like, rebel because, like, Katniss is just such a, like, a relatable 
person, I guess. Yeah, like, all of the tributes, they're, like, the celebrities of Pan Am. Like, they have the most influence. followers and, like, yeah, influence. Like, probably even more than President Snow, because no one can relate to President Snow. Versus, like, the tributes were picked from districts. So the people in those districts care about the tributes. Also, like, I feel like the President Snow's main, like, motivator is fear, whereas the tributes... Yeah. They just... There's just, like, hope, basically. Yeah. They're, like, the anti-Snow. But like there's, like, 24 of them. Yeah, so there's, like, there's 24 of them, which means there's, like, two per district. The capital loves all of these tributes. So if all of these tributes were just choosing, like, if they all decided to become the face of the rebellion, I feel like the districts would rebel. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and I mean, they kind of, the, like, capital kind of did this whole thing with, you know, blowing up District 13 and starting the Hunger Games to kind of, like, intimidate the districts, but it wouldn't really benefit the capital if, you know, they blew up all, all of, like, all of the districts. Yeah, you can't blow up all the districts, like... I feel like they could afford to lose District 13, and they seem to be doing okay without it, but, like... Any of these other districts have necessities yeah. that you need. Well, so. like, you probably don't need, like, fancy clothes. Like, yeah, I feel like you, yeah, so, I like, feel like you don't need capital, District 1. The capital, so, like, they need, they like, not need it, but, like, they're spoiled and they think everything belongs to them. So, of course, they're going to want Yeah. Yeah. So we learned that they picked the wedding dress that was the heavy silk with the pearls. And I mean, like, it just, it wasn't my least favorite. So, like, I'm okay with it. But it just, like, seems so basic. Like, such a plain wedding dress. You know? Like, like I, just said, seems... I think, like I said in the, the, other, the other episode, like, it reminds me of Elizabethan period because the pearls were very popular the Queen of England, Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth I, really yeah. girls. Like, she used them in everything. She put yeah. them in her hair, she put them on her dress. So, like, I feel like this is just kind of a reference to that, even though it's not. But, yeah. but I feel like it could be. Like, they, maybe that's just the style that the capital really likes. So, yeah. I'm not unhappy, but I'm not happy either. Well, anyways, she turned it into this beautiful... Yeah. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So the toasting ceremony from District 12, which is where they toast a piece of bread together in their new home, just, like, seems so sweet. I want this at my wedding. Like, it just seems so sweet and, like, so easy to do, but, like, also so nice. I thought it was ironic because... uh, Why? Well, um, Peter's like um. He's a baker. The bakers. He he like works at the bread shop, so it was just like. Yeah, and then you, what's even more ironic is like Katniss is the girl on fire, and you're toasting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like their perfect, mm-hmm. their perfect ritual. But yeah. 
Um, I love how the victors are fighting back in their own way about how unfair the quarter quell is. Um, I'm going to try to cover all... Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So I'm going to try to, like, we're going to try to talk about every single one and their sort of strategy about how they did it. Um, Montage alert in the movie. This montage is amazing. It's, I, okay, I'm a big sucker for montages. As you know, we had a whole discussion about this last time, but. Yeah. I have to start working on your montage. Yeah. Come on, Emerson. Get to work on it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Let's set, like, set a reminder or something. Yeah. Anyway, well, see you in person tomorrow. Anyway, so it's like it's fine. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, montage. It's it's a really good montage in the movie. So, um, first of all, Cashmere. Her whole angle. Yeah, it's a, it's a her. Okay, Cashmere's whole angle is that she can't stop crying and she's very sad. And this, I feel like this seems smart because the capital seems like very emotional, and they react well to emotion. But at, on the other hand, I feel like it might show her as weak. And, like, so she'll lose sponsors if it comes to that. Like, if they do end up in the games. So I rate this strategy a 4 out of 10. What would you give it? Out of 10 being perfect strategy, 0 being worst strategy. I think it's about a 5 because, like, like you said, it has advantages. All right, so Gloss, um, he thanks the Capitol for their kindness and treating them so kindly. Um, this seems like kind of weak as well and very similar to Kashmir's, but I also feel like it's less good than Kashmir's because Kashmir's like showing emotion and she's acting genuinely sad. So I give this one a three out of 10. What about you, Emerson? I agree. Yeah, it just like seems like what's the point? Like, Thank you. But, like, that doesn't stop the capital from wanting you to die, like, so. Well, yeah, but, like, it's it's kind of, like, guilt. Like, it's kind of, like. Oh, that's true. Like, guilt tripping. Guilt tripping. Because it's, like, thank you for all your kindness that you've given us. And, like, really putting a person back into the game after, like, several years is yeah. so kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that. I see that. Um, so BT asks if the quarter quell is w- legal and everything. And I, I like this strategy, um, brains over brawn, but I don't know if it will resonate well with the capital people because they're the ones who have the most power to pressure the game makers to end the quarter quell. But like, I feel like they don't really care about laws or any of that stuff. So I lo- personally, I like this strategy more, but I don't know how much it would work. So I give it a 6 out of 10. I give it a... Maybe a 4. Okay. I can see that. I just rated it high because I like it a lot. So. Finnick um, recites love poem. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not quite sure what this would do. Except make everyone sad that he might die. But I do think that it would play well with the Capitol because they're all in love with him. So, 6 out of 10 again. Yeah. And we get to hear, like, it's not really a poem, but he gets to, like, recite some of the lines of the poem. And he does a really good job with that, so. Um, Joanna asks if anything can be done. The people who made it can't have anticipated the bond between the Capitol and the victors. 
Um, first of all, let me just say that in the movies, it's she takes a totally different angle. She basically cusses everybody out, which personally I like a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um, she just like swears a lot and then just gets really mad. So yeah, but um, the book version of it. I think that this is a very strong argument because it is both smart and playing on the capital's motion because they're like, yeah, we do like the victors, but also it's like, can't we change something? So I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Cool. They also like the arguments get better as you go along, I feel like. Yeah. All right. So Cedar says that. President Snow is all-powerful, so why doesn't he just change the rules? Personally, I think this is my favorite strategy other than PETA's, just because it's so passive-aggressive, and it's like, yeah, President Snow. Like, are you too scared? Like, <laughs> you know? Um, so I give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things, it's like, if, you know, um, like the capital, the capital people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like, why doesn't he change it? Hmm. I also feel like it's helping with the rebellion. People are like, "Why isn't President Snow making us happy?" Like, you know. So I like it. And then Chaff, he's the last one, says, "Oh, oh, I just scrolled." Chaff says, "President Snow must not care about changing the quarter quell." And I think that this is, like, this one's only good because it builds off of Cedars. So I give it a 7 out of 10. But, like, it's still good in the sense that it's also, like, yeah, President Snow. I guess you just don't care. Ugh. Yeah, so. it's it's kind of, like, also because, like, they're working together or whatever. So it's like Yeah, so they, like, must have planned that. So. Yeah. And then... Um, so Katniss starts her interview and like just immediately she twirls like she says basically nothing she's immediately just like hey like hey Caesar how's it going he's like good Katniss and then she's like look at this dress I'm wearing did you do and then she just twirls and it's like well like great interview great content um yeah so in the movie she talks a bit more which I enjoy but the message of the wedding dress I think works well because it makes the capital sad about ooh, it makes the capital sad about Peta and Katniss dying so I give this an 8 out of 10 yeah and also um um oh my gosh I forgot I lost my train of thought okay um okay. also like it's the like people like voted people in the capital like voted on the wedding dress yeah, so they have and, an emotional connection to it. Yeah, they have. They also, it's like they like they were the ones who voted on the wedding dress, so they're like, oh, so, and then so when she like turned it into this like beautiful mockingjay thing, they're like, oh yeah, her wedding is kind of like her life is kind of like ruined because she has to go back in the Hunger Games. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I love the dress changing. Senna is by far the best designer. Like, not even close. Um, and it sends such a message to the districts about the rebellion, but it's, like, also pretty. So I feel like it 
checks off the sort of like capital like it has to be pretty but it also like checks off the districts like we want to rebel so yeah it's very good that's the end of chapter 17 do you have anything to say about chapter 17 emerson um i think i'm good okay then chapter 18 oh we're doing great (sighs) okay summary after katniss's exciting interview pita goes he says that him and Katniss already got married and that Katniss is pregnant. The capital is extremely upset and all of the victors hold hands. They rush back to their apartment and Katniss and Peeta spend a last night together. In the morning, they are separated and ushered onto the hovercraft. Katniss meets with Cinna and they have one last talk before the games. She gets into the tube and Cinna is beaten, and by, beaten by some guards and dragged away. Then she rises up on her plate and looks around to see only water. It's very chaotic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I know I just said this, but oh my gosh, I love this dress. Like, amazing homecoming dress. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's too fancy for homecoming. But yeah, I just could not be happy, happier, so I'm content with this interview. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. My phone just fell. <laughs> Everything's okay. That was scary. Oh. Um, so Candace, like, is very intuitive about knowing when people are in trouble. And, like, she already has this thought of, like, uh-oh, like, Cinna making this dress might reflect badly on him. And, of course, later we learn that it does. But she, like, already had this idea. So I think it's very impressive. Or it's just, like, the fact that she's gotten so used to the way that the capital works that she can just, like, tell. Yeah. So, yeah. In the, have you read, read the second Mysterious Benedict? Yes. I have read, I think, all of them. I'm not Okay, sure. well, in the second one, it's, like, Constance, like, how she... I'm kind of in the middle right now. So, uh, Constance has the ability to, like, detect patterns. Well, like, yeah. it's, like, she can sort of, like, read mind like read minds slash see the future but like it's mostly just because she can see patterns that like no one else can see and yeah so it's like yeah this is kind of like that what's the second mysterious benedict society called um i think it's called mysterious benedict society and the perilous journey 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 i think okay i feel like that one's the one that i least remember I think my first, fa- my favorite is the first one, and then my second favorite is the third one, which is um, the Prisoner's Dilemma. So, I just really like the intro to that one. But I think overall, the first, in- the- I read the first one the most because I don't own the second two. All right. So, um, Peta's interview is kind of just like all over the place and very chaotic. First of all, he says that they already got married, um, which I can respect. Like, it fits very well with the, like, in love thing. And I feel like the capital would kind of love this because it's, like, Katniss and Peter love each other so much that they can't even wait to, like, have a real wedding. Like, they just already get married. So, yeah, I like that. What do you think of Peter's lie? Well, it's definitely, like... a way to rebel because it makes people kind of feel bad for them that like yeah already married and like now they have to go 
do this thing, but like, yeah. Um, and then also the lie about Katniss being pregnant. Like it will, yeah. Yeah. We to- it's like the capital, um, will like feel really bad for Katniss because now if she dies, her baby will also die. Yeah. And also, but also like what happens because I don't know how long they'll be in there, but like what happens if people kind of like figure it out that she's not actually pregnant? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah. But so, <laughs> sorry, you went a little ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I like in your enthusiasm. Um, yeah. But the second line about her being pregnant, he just like sells it so well. And I think it just like fits the scene and like the opportunity so perfectly because like this is exactly what the victors needed to make the capital the citizens of the capital so angry um so yeah now we can sorry now we can discuss about it but yeah i don't i don't know and like also wouldn't the capital just be able to like run a test and see if she was pregnant and then just tell people like actually katniss isn't pregnant haha like well, that's her private business. But, so like, that... also, they cut out, like, the capital cuts out people's tongues. So, like, I don't know that there's much that they wouldn't do. Well, I doubt there was much time, because, like, after the interviews yeah. comes the games. Yeah, and they it was kind of chaotic. Yeah. I just felt like, but then, you're right, in the games, I mean, they can't assume that she was that far along. They must have, like... Like, she must be only, like, three weeks along or something. Like, she it can't have been, like, three months or something. Right? Yeah, or, usually, like... Because it would probably be after the victory tour. And that happens around six months before the game, so... Yeah, I think it would have been, like, a week or two. Yeah. Probably. So she probably, usually, like... Usually, that's after... Pe- people usually get tested, like, after a week or two. Yeah. So that's what I would like to think happened, in which case she would not be very far along. So people would not be surprised if they didn't see signs right away. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that I think about is like, think about all of the victors now think that she is pregnant. Yeah. Which means like in the arena, because we're assuming the games, like the games go on anyway. So in the arena, that means like they're probably not going to want to kill Katniss. Because they don't want to be, like, the one to make the capital upset that they killed Katniss. You know? And her baby. So, it's, like, it almost, PETA's, like, almost protect, like, even if he's trying, like, even if it doesn't work to stop the games, he's, like, finding another way to protect Katniss. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, in, I also feel like this might make her less desirable, though, as a ally in the Hunger Games. Because I feel yeah. like people will think, like, she's less capable because she's so-called pregnant. So, yeah. All right. Um, so there's this whole thing before they hold hands about parents. Like, Katniss has this whole thought about, like, how parents, like, being scared to have kids because they could end up in the games. Um, and, like, how this whole thing with, like, having kids and this is how the capital reacts and everything and I feel like this is a projection of what people already feel in real life and like the protectiveness that most parents feel towards their child and about how like 
they will do anything for them. So I just feel like that's a correlation to real life. And I thought I would point it out. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. So all the victors hold hands. And I feel like this just tops off an already, like, ama- like an already amazing night. Um, It's, like, so rebellious because why would the victors be holding hands? And it's, like, a bigger version of what Cadmus and Peta did when they were, like, coming in on their chariot the first that are in the 74th games. Because, like, them holding hands was surprising and everyone was like, what's going on? You know? But... So, I really like this. And I would just like to say that this whole, like, interview sequence from, like, the moment that the interviews start up until this point, like, with them holding hands, is probably my favorite movie sequence out of all four movies. So, it's just so wholesome for me. And I love it. Yeah. Emerson, what do you have to say about the victors holding hands? I think that it's extremely clever and also, like, rebellious. Because, like, did it just Peta and Katniss was like rebellious and Ellen? Yeah. Yeah, all of them doing it is crazy. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And actually, so I found this really funny video. It's not funny, it's just a nice video where, like, they put the part, like, where Peta's like, if it weren't for the baby, to music. I'll send it to you, Emerson, but... Okay. It's, like, to the song, um, Campus by A-Punk, or Vampire... Wait. No, by Vampire Weekend. And whatever. It's just... It's really good, but... Yeah, so PETA quickly asks Katniss if there's anything he has to apologize for um, from the interview, and this is why I am Team PETA. Like, things like this, where he learns from the last time, because... In the past interview, Katniss was upset when he dropped that whole bomb about liking her. So this time he's taking it into his own hands and being the bigger person and, like, seeing, like, do you feel, like, did I do something to upset you and how can I make it better? And so I just, like, it just shows how caring he is and how conscious he is of other people's feelings. So, yeah. Thought it was nice. Oh. You have anything to say about that? It was just like a little thing I caught. Well, it's it's interesting. I just thought it was kind of ironic that the 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 episode where we find out Katniss or the episode this episode of Capital Chatter is the episode where we discuss Katniss's pre- pregnancy, even though it's technically fake, but also Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence's pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence isn't actually pregnant. Yeah, <gasps> it's just fake. It's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it would be fake, but maybe it is. Um, So they're not going to see Effie again because she already left. And that's just sad. Like, they didn't even get to say goodbye to her. But, yeah. Bye, Effie. So, remember who the real enemy is, is, like, Hamish's last words to Katniss. This is a puzzle. Um, but it's nice that Hamish has some more advice for Katniss, even though it's ridiculously cryptic. Um, it seems like a nice way to say goodbye to her and, like, 
give her something to think about. Who do you think the real enemy is, Emerson? The capital. Interesting. I think the real enemy is PETA. Personally. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's pretty obvious. She, like, thinks about it a lot, but, like, based on what we know... It's like, uh, hey, Mitch, yeah, what else you, would you be saying? Especially after, like, the whole interview thing that just happened, like, yeah. Yeah, like, it should be obvious. To it should be obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's President Snoke. Yeah, yeah, our President Snoke specifically, but overall, yeah, okay. Because I feel like Katniss is going to think that it's the other victors, though. So. Yeah, I don't know. She's, she's kind of a... I mean, like... Sometimes Katniss does not understand what people are telling her. Sorry, go. You go. I always overthink things. So, like, I... Okay, I literally... I literally over... Was overthinking antimatter. Like... Oh, no. How dare you overthink antimatter? Well, it's actually not as complicated as it sounds. Uh Or how it was... But, like, anyways. The point is that, like, I feel like Katniss is the same way. She's gonna, like think about it like so much when really the answer is so obvious obvious, yeah yeah i agree so i'm having deja vu to the last games like in all the same stuff is happening where it's like we get our tracker injected and then we go in the hovercraft and we sit with all the trippies like it's just the exact same thing so yeah it's pretty boring um i remember a long time ago in one of our earlier episodes um, we had a whole discussion about whether or not they took the tracker out of their arm after the Hunger Games. And I feel like her getting a new tracker inserted kind of answers our question. Because why would they be injecting a new one unless they took the old one out? So I think that they took the old tracker out. Besides, these are all victors. Like, everyone. Like, yeah. all, all, the, all the victors had had their own trackers injected, so, like... Yeah, they must have taken them out. Right? I feel like that makes the most yeah. sense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Um, so... So, from what Cinna says, based on the material, the clothing material, um, this arena will pro- This arena will probably be sunny, which would suck because, like, you would get dehydrated so fast. So... Right, but also, like, when she... But then it turns out to be wrong, but... Yeah, but Sunny Arena's what's up. So, oh my gosh, Sina. He is, like, really, really injured, knocked unconscious. And this is just so terrible, because Sina was, like, a true friend to Katniss that she made, and, like, she trusted him. Mm-hmm. And I really wish that Hannah was here, because yeah. I feel like Hannah had the biggest emotional connection to Sina. And I feel like we would have gotten a much better reaction out of her. But this is still just, like, so sad. And this is one of the deaths in these three books that's, like, genuinely horrifying and sad because you really care about the character. Because they're so familiar, but, like, also because they're just so good. Also, um, I give his death on a a three on the death scale out of five. So, yeah. I forgot what all the funny labels were, but... Emerson, do you have anything to say about Sinna's... Actually, we don't know if he's dead. Well, I mean, Katniss 
doesn't know anyways, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. Like I mean, but we don't know. Because he just got knocked unconscious. He could be made into an A-box. True. But if he, he, if it, he were to die from this, you rank it as it. Yeah, if, if like, Hannah okay, this Yoshi, would be... Yeah, if Hannah were here, she'd be like, he's not dead, he's not dead. Yeah. He's not dead. But I have a feeling that he is. It's... Sorry. I more meant, like, if you did, like, this would be a sucky way to die. Yeah. Like, getting beat, like, hit a bunch of times, and then, like, if you actually passed out, and then, like, die. But Yeah, because you'd have some, like... That would be so painful. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just really sad. So, R.I.P. Sina, we're gonna put him on the list of really sad deaths along with Rue. I feel like those are the two biggest sad deaths so far. Right? Yeah. Because, like, we don't really care about any of the tributes other than Rue from Katniss's Hunger Games. But I feel like this Hunger Games, if people start to die, we're gonna care about them more because we, like, got to know them more. So, yeah. So it seems like the arena is just water. Um, this would be so challenging. And Cinna told us that the suits would offer little protection to water or cold. And water is usually cold. So this is going to suck. Yeah. Also, like, imagine having to kill everyone, like, constantly swimming. This game would be over so fast. Like, yeah. You'd either have to stay on your plate the whole time. Yeah, I would. That's what I would do. I would just like as your own little island. But like, I would imagine then that there'd be like bad things in the water, and like you would have to swim to the cornucopia probably. But then, other than that, if it's all water, you'd be attacking tributes in the water. There, if there's things like in the water that are trying to kill you. This just seems like a nightmare. So, yeah. Emerson, okay, now that this is over, what are your theories? What do you think is going to happen now that Katniss is in the games? I, I don't know. Just give, give me your best shot. Like, just, it doesn't even have to be right. Just what's in it, like, yeah. I think that everyone is just going to sit on their plates, like, after the after it goes three, two, one, go, everyone's just gonna sit on their plates and like not do anything. Sounds good. I like that conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our quote this week is from Katniss. Um, it's sorry, I slept in after the mutilated tongue nightmares kept me up half the night. And personally this quote just like reminds me of Sophia. Cause I can I can like imagine her saying it in a very sarcastic tone. So, well, yeah, but it's more like Sophia to like be say, serious. Well, no, 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 sorry, you you finish. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, it's more like Sophia to be like, Yeah, sorry, I slept in just because I felt like it instead of being like, Yeah, I felt I yeah. slept in because I had mutilated tongue dreams about tongues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would say that. I feel like I would say I had dreams about mutilated tongues. Um, but 
yeah, anyway, I feel like you would not really use, this would have to be, you'd have to have a very specific dream in order to have a reason to say this in real life. Um, cause like, I feel like most people don't have dreams about mutilated tongues. Yeah. So, yeah, but I feel like this could be used just in general after you've had a bad nightmare, like, sorry, I slept in after the blah, blah, blah nightmares kept me up after the night like sorry Actually, i slept in I after what in. this morning i slept in until like 10 oh my god you wake up at like 8:30. that's good so i woke I... up at 8 30 today emerson wait what bad de- didn't you say you had a dream yes what was your dream about i forgot pirates okay so you could say like sorry i slept in after the um pirate yeah. like or like Murderous pipe pirate nightmares kept me up half the night. Yeah. So that's like a fill in the blanks. Um. Yeah. Also, so our list. Um. We if Emerson, if you scroll down, jeez. Okay. Sorry. Um. If you scroll down. I updated our list. Um. Yeah. I like I added some stuff based on what we learned. I will update it on our website. I made a page. It's just called I don't even remember what it's called. It's called something. It's called like capital or like catching fire tribute list and it's on our website. So you can look at that and I will update it again with our revisions. Um I did put pictures down for Emerson and Sophia and everyone to see, but I'm not going to put them on our website because you guys can look them up yourself. Yeah. Emerson, do you have anything to say about our list or anything we've discussed? Um, yes. Actually, uh, the repainting. Tonight's family movie night, so, like, I might not actually do it till tomorrow, but I'll still time myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you I'll don't have it, to... And I'll also send you a picture so you can put it on the website. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, ideally you would have it to me by Tuesday night because that's usually when I, or, wait, wait a second. Today's Sunday, right? Yes. Wait, okay. Sorry, I just, like, had a whole, um, yeah, so ideally I usually try to edit on Monday night and then publish it Tuesday. So, by Tuesday night okay. would be good. Because that's when I usually update the website. But, like, I could also just update it later during the week. So, guys, just keep an eye out for it on our website. Emerson will do it eventually. Wasn't there something else we said you were going to do, too? Oh, bring bring me the nectarine. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, I, huh? after the episode ends, we need to continue our conversation about Halloween and probably save it for the bloopers episode but yes also there is one more all right cool okay anyways that was (laughs) sorry yeah we've just been rambling here okay um so that finishes off today's episode of capital chatter and remember panem today panem tomorrow Panem forever. To learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. 
If you've thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks!